0: The following is a production of the Pest Posse, your trusted resource for pest control related information and training for pest management professionals.
1: You know, to me, some of the PCOs need an independent evaluator, so to speak, not a manufacturer saying, hey, and pushing certain products and pushing certain things. And I'm not saying they do, but at the end of the day, manufacturers are there to sell products, right? Um, And to me, it's not about what product we can use or what manufacturer it's about. What are the client's needs? What are the deliverables to the clients? What's going to solve this and you know,
2: Hey, welcome to the best bossy TV podcast. I'm Cully visionary creator here at the best bossy and I'm joined why none other than the illustrious, mighty Foster Brushka? <laughs> uh, you're too funny. You always come up with something
0: for me. Yeah, that's right. I'm Foster, Head Wrangler, Captain Productivity. That's for uh, sure. something, something, something. Just put something in there for me, and that's what I'll be. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's all.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I like how you sell yourself short. We were doing our first webinar in our webinar series, so make sure to pay attention for those. That's check right. Our media sites, check our website for the next one. And yep. um, Foster's introducing himself, and he's saying one of his specialty is sales. He was a, he was. A, I don't remember how you put it. He said something like, oh, "I was a pretty good salesman." And I'm like, "Pretty good? You're only <laughs> really the best in the company." And it was the, it was the best, fastest growing, biggest privately owned pest control company in the United States. Yeah, just but I did mention that I was number one for 10 years in a row. Of course I didn't say all okay, the well, records I said broke. That. I for, I missed that because I think I was I was hung <laughs> up on the the underselling yourself. Oh I was well that's laughing what... but I decided not to make a big deal of it.
0: Oh <laughs> well that's just what I do. You know I don't uh I don't boast i'm not one of those people that do that and just be like no, oh I'm know, all occupied, please, you
2: know, that's one of the things i appreciate that's why i brag on you so much i appreciate it my wife does so, the same thing she brags on me all the time i'm like whatever that's, awesome. that's what you want in a wife that's a good yeah, wife. exactly i had that i talked to a buddy of mine he left voicemail for me uh about something and um he said yeah you He said, I missed you at church. He says, Your wife in there, she was saying, I don't know what he didn't go into detail, but he's all, yeah, your wife was bragging on you. And that's always (laughs) a good thing to hear. Yeah. Um, I asked her about it, and she's like, (laughs) Oh (laughs) no. Oh, I love it. I want to find out what I was doing right. I mean, geez, starting the year off, I'm doing something right. It's you know, come on, give me something to work with exactly exactly you gotta have that that's totally right you're so right cully oh my god especially when you're as bad of a screw up as i am oh you're
0: not a screw up you (laughs) just got cullyism there's a difference between screwing up and cullyism there's a big difference so um we're we're gonna get cullyism put in the
2: dictionary because i think it's a good thing (laughs) right what do we have for the people today they're tired of listening to well, we manager. got a lot of
0: stuff going on here at the past policy, but today we got uh, we got Brett Madden. He's from Avaway. Um, basically bird control. He basically has a company um, that provides bird control uh, solutions for companies and actually for himself. He's actually an installer. Um, he doesn't okay, have a so past he's on the
2: vendor. So if you sold yep. a job, it's too big, you can't really work out getting it done, you can hire this guy to do the work we used to do that we had some good people that works out well because when you have a big job that's going to take a large crew a week or two weeks how do you get your route done yep
0: well and that's the thing if you're if you're a smaller company and that's where he comes in and it's really cool with some things that brett can offer and i don't want to give too much uh away with it as far as what he does so you can listen to this but there's some things he's just, you know, he's not an installer coming in and maybe trying to steal your company, your customers away from your company. He's really there to make you make you succeed with the bird control, and there's so many neat things that he can do with his company. Um, some of them we didn't get into um, that because it was really kind of a little bit of a lengthy conversation, but um, one thing that we didn't get into that he didn't mention, which is pretty cool, he's actually got a whole manufacturing facility where he can – I mean, I think it's probably his own private shop, but where he can actually manufacture, you know, some install parts of needs to be done, some clips if it needs to be done, equipment and stuff. So he's really kind of gone. What up with it? And um, he really he kind of knows his stuff. And we were turned on with him with uh, Bert uh, with Tim from BirdX, uh, who turned us on to him, and just a great resource. And we're gonna, this is the first time we're going to have Brett on, but we're probably going to bring him on uh, for some more bird control. Um, basically maybe some courses and some other stuff because he's got a lot of knowledge he's been in the industry about 30 years so um i just think it was just a great conversation that i had with him and i think you guys are going to learn some stuff um and not shy away from bird control after you hear what uh what brett has to say so all right well that's fantastic this will be a good
2: conversation
0: yeah it definitely will so let's uh let's flip it over to that Brett, welcome to Pest Bossy TV. How are you doing today,
1: Foster? I really appreciate this opportunity today. It's uh, you know really a pleasure having you having me today.
0: Yeah, no, well we well we appreciate it, and uh, you know we'll we'll just give a little shout out to to Tim from BirdX who introduced us. Uh, Tim's a great guy. If you guys uh, need any bird control solutions and products, Tim from BirdX is a great guy to to contact. Uh, he's got a, a wealth of contacts, and that's how we were able to get together. And I'm pretty excited about this um, this episode because. I've done a lot of bird control, and I think it's something that's um, kind of misunderstood and really not even performed really in the industry as much as it could be because it can be kind of a good lucrative income stream for some companies. So uh, again, I just think it's great, and I appreciate your time, Brett, today and and imparting your knowledge to everyone, and um, we'll just rifle right into this thing and just get right into it. Let's give everybody an introduction as far as you know. uh, Who is Brett.
1: Yeah, well, again, this will be a cycle back there. And again, I want to thank Tim as well for uh, making the connection there. Um, I have to say, you know, Tim's all about his clients and making sure, um, you know, he's great at putting people together like you and I. And, and, uh, you know, really, really can't say enough good things about him. And I really appreciate that. I kind of grew up in the pest control side of things. Um, I was on a turbine rig when I was 12 years old, uh, doing fumigations at 15. Um, you know, did a lot of things on the PCO side of things, really came from a family pest control business and, you know, really kind of learned more of a service perspective, um, in being in the industry. I don't remember the exact date, but, you know, we started getting this calls for bird control and I'm like, you know, what is this stuff? You know, and I figured, let me go you know, let me go check it out. And it's funny because people ask me now a lot, like, Hey, would you, would you do it over again? I'm like, no, I wouldn't do it. over. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't go through the trials and tribulations that I've went through. Uh, to get where we are right now because it was one of those things where, you know, it's funny for me, um, I'm very drawn to it for a multitude of reasons. Um, you know, you're never doing the same thing every day. You're kind of drawn to some different disciplines from architectural to engineering, uh, to heavy construction, to building, um, to design, to CAD, to, you know, I mean, there's just so many variables and, and, and things to it um, that I kind of veered away from the pest control side of things. And, you know, started my own business with Aviway, um, exclusively focused on birds. And 30 years later, here we're at. What are three things about Brett that people don't know? You know, I read all your kind of questions you sent me. <laughs> and the one that I couldn't prepare for is that one. Is that one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I threw that over to, uh, I'll just say, at Vince of Leaf Attack, we did an interview with him yesterday.
1: And, uh, yeah, he couldn't, he wasn't ready for that one. And I was, like, you know, I, I think the only thing that really, that I, I was able to kind of, you know, uh, come up with, um, a lot of people don't know about me that I had Lyme really bad. Um, oh wow, that's really kind of, I mean, yeah, to the point where I actually couldn't even walk, I was kind of immobilized for like six months. It was that bad. Um, which has kind of allowed me to have a whole different perspective on the healthcare system uh, nutrition and health and, and a lot of different things because of that. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, cause I'm so neurotic about so many different things with health and, 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 um, recovery and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I'm sure people think it's probably just, cause I'm getting older. Um, it's just actually what I need to do to kind of be able to really kind of combat those, you know, kind of lingering symptoms of Lyme. Um, but i tell you what, man, it was, uh, that stuff was no joke.
0: Yeah. I I've heard a, about Lyme and, and about that disease and stuff. And when people get it, yeah, it's, it's no joke. And yeah, it's debilitating. Oh yeah. yeah it truly is. truly Yeah. Glad you were able to recover from that because yeah, like you said, it's no joke and it just kind of gives you, like you said, a whole new perspective on, on life and things in general and what, what's really important. And um, yeah, kind of have those. Yeah. Luckily knock on wood, I haven't had any scares like that. So not getting any younger, but uh I'm not gonna well hopefully I won't, so um kind of fortunate with that, so with your uh company that that you've founded there and dealing mainly with birds, that's kind of the topic that we're talking about today is urban pest birds. When you really look at it with your company, what are the what are the top three pest birds that you always get
1: calls for? um you know, I think our ninety percent of what we really focus on are pigeons seagulls and sparrows um you know you, you get pigeons in in general context settings overhangs bridges um canopies building facades things of that nature um seagulls large commercial roofs outdoor structures things of that nature um and then sparrows more so in terms of facade signs interior bird control we get a lot of sparrows um with regard to um you know just them getting in the store and things of that nature. And, you know, with that, I think it's important to note as we kind of go through pigeons, sparrows and starlings are the three non-migratory birds that, you know, from a control measure, you have a little more latitude with, but when you get into seagulls and other federal, even vultures are federally protected, you really got to take real a lot of precautions in what you do as far as your control measures, because they're federally protected birds.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's a big point that you bring there that everybody needs to be aware of. Some of these urban pest birds that we're dealing with, they are protected. Um, and you gotta be careful with what you're doing, because boy, that could just that could just shut you down in a heartbeat if you get popped by by doing something you're not supposed to be doing with those birds, especially if they're uh they're protected. So, um now when we look at this as far as this, you know, bird control for companies, and like we mentioned here at the beginning. Really, why should a company be looking at offering, you know, bird control solutions to their customers, whether they're doing it themselves or if they're contracting it out and we can kind of get into that a little bit.
1: Well, you know, kind of kind of coming from a pest control background, you know, to me, I never want anybody in my accounts never did, Um, you know, and we see it all the time where you know, you're servicing an ADM or some other food service plan or, you know, some other type of facility and they're they're in, inevitably going to have some type of bird related issue. And I think it's one of those things where, to me, when you bring an outside person into an account that's not tied to you or related to you, you, you know, there's always a potential risk that you could lose that pest control contract because then someone comes in and, hey, they got some association with pest control. Hey, can we give you a bid on this? Can we do this? You know, so, to me, it's always about com- providing a complete service offering, if you will, to your client. You know whether we come in and we work with you know tons of PCOs as a partner, uh, unbranded, fully branded. However, now you still can kind of provide a good, valuable solution to your clients without the need to saying, "Hey, well, we don't really service that." I don't know what to tell you. You know, because once they get on the internet, that's a deadly thing. Sometimes. Oh,
0: it definitely <laughs> is, and that's and that's where you make a really good point there, and everything. And, um, you know, kind of before we, we really kind of jump into the the other things here with this, why don't you just kind of real quick, um, your company, um, you know, Way, I think that's that how you pronounce it? Yep. Aviway. Aviway. Yeah. Okay. So want to make sure I'm saying it right. Um, why don't you give everybody kind of just kind of a real quick little synopsis as far as the services you provide and how you provide it, because I, I think it's kind of interesting because you just kind of, you kind of mentioned something real quick and i just don't kind of want to give it away as far as when we were initially talking i thought it was really good that you kind of could offer that so um why don't you kind of get into it as far as a little bit with what you offer especially for pcos that don't offer bird control and what you could do for them
1: on a, on a multitude of levels like we work with various pcos across the country in terms of a collaborative effort approach Um, you know, whether or not they have a small little bird spike job or they have a large netting job or whatever the case may be, we kind of take that collaborative approach in terms of, you know, if we need to help them with the design, you know, any type of access equipment, materials, ordering, takeoffs, um, estimating, you know, so we're really kind of a full suite service in terms of, Hey, what do you need? Um, for example, you might call me and say, Hey, I got a location. I don't know what to do. Okay. We'll come in, I'll help them design it, we'll help them pitch it. They may say to me, Hey, you just kinda handle it and, you know, work with me on on anything on the back end um of what you'll do. Or, you know, sometimes we work with a couple of PCOs where we kind of come in unbranded, or we'll actually come in wearing their equipment, their shirts and, you know, their service vehicles, and we'll come in as their bird division to be able to handle the work. So it really depends on the uh, on the particular client. Um And, you know, what winds up happening initially is we start kind of small and they kind of realize, wow, you kind of know what you're doing. We're just going to kind of let you handle everything and make it easy for us. And then we can kind of offer the service so our client is happy and we're good. Because at the end of the day, like when a PCO hires us and we kind of work with them, my job is to make them look good. It's really not about me or my company at that point. My job is to make, because the end user for me is actually the PCO, not the actual where we're doing the work. Um, so when we're able to kind of make that transition and make them look good to their client, I know we've, we've done a great job because now any other work they come across, you know, they're going to come through us. Um, and again, we might, it might come down to, you know, um, us teaching them, mentoring them and really helping them. We've had some occasions where, Hey, they had the wrong tools. I shipped them out tools to use, uh, dropped them off tools to use, um, you know, or I had one guy, a PCO, he ran out of materials and couldn't get it in time. You know, I drop shipped the materials and said, Hey, here you go. This is what you need, you know, kind of keep us posted. So I, I kind of am more of that support network in terms of trying to, Hey, whatever you need from us, we're here to help because I always feel like when we do that, we'll get an ancillary benefit of all their work from PCOs that they can't handle that that's too big or too large. And that's the stuff that we really go after. We excel at the very large projects. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's really been good and kind of working with similar minded PCOs, me being grown up in that kind of vein, we kind of all get it. And to me, you know, um, and this is no shot at any of the manufacturers, um, you know, to me, some of the PCOs need an independent evaluator, so to speak, not a manufacturer saying, Hey, and pushing certain products and pushing certain things. And I'm not saying they do, but at the end of the day, manufacturers are there to sell products, right? Um, and to me, it's not about what product we can use or what manufacturer, it's about what are the client's needs? What are the deliverables to the clients? How, what, what's gonna solve this? And you know, I had a sales call today, um, would have been a very large project. And I had said to the client, hey, why don't you just try shut the dumpsters for a week and see what happens?
0: Very simple said, solution.
1: Yeah, and the client said to me like, we've talked to a dozen people and you're the only person that said this. I'm like, well, I did a site assessment and you got some standing water and you got crazy food supply outside. Maybe if we get rid of those two things, maybe the birds will go away, right? And the client was blown away that I wasn't trying to push, you know, something down them in terms of a sale or this or that, Um, you know, because to me, I think by doing the right thing in terms of the client and really focusing on what the client deliverables are, you know, that's when you're able to really have long-term success in what we do. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're so successful where we are today.
0: Yeah, I think that's just great. Just everything that you just said and and what you're offering. Now, when when companies are really thinking about bird control, you know, these bird solutions and stuff, what are really the top three things that companies should be thinking about?
1: And that's a really tough question in terms of, you know, Um, there's so many little facets of what we do that if you miss one step that the, the consequences could be catastrophic, um, access equipment, safety, building trades. I mean, I've been doing this for over 30 years and I'm still learning about new things. For example, um, if you have the wrong access equipment, you're cooked. Um, if you got the wrong safety equipment, someone could die. Um, if, if you don't handle logistics and, you know, I think one of the reasons that allows us to really be so successful, you know, I have analyzed every facet of what we do from material inventorying to material ordering, to product delivery, to how the stuff is executed on the site. Um, you know, even how we, how we answer phones, how we send proposals, every little piece, you know, is, is really so dialed in because, um, it's all important and it really is. I mean, even calling customers back, I feel, I find people, you know, we try to get proposals out within the same day. Uh, and the client calls me he's like, I just talked to you this morning. We got a proposal. I'm like, yeah, well, isn't that normal? Uh, I've, I've made calls and I haven't heard back from people for two weeks, you know? So to me, it, it's really about trying to do that. And, and again, do we, you know, do, do we, drop the ball sometimes hundred percent, you know? Um, but our core intent and mission is to really try to, provide those you know end users customers with you know every possible um you know piece of data point we can give them so to speak
0: yeah which which i think is great because yeah you just hit on it. there's just so many facets with with bird control like i said if it's not in your wheelhouse and you've got the opportunity to do it you know giving brett a call it probably would be a good idea for you just to really kind of see what's all involved with it maybe try to take on that job if he can help you out with it and literally when you were looking at this um you know What really are really the top three things that just immediately come to your head as far as things that are done incorrectly?
1: I think my first thing that I see all the time from inexperienced um, people um, is installers putting up bird spikes for small birds, like sparrows. And it just, it boggles my mind. And I come to a site and they're like, Oh, we got, you got, you know, sparrows everywhere. And we put up bird spikes and I'm like, why? They're like, well, that's what we were told to do. And I'm like, you see the little spike rods in there? Sparrows actually are going to thank you because now they can nest inside the spike rods of, of the bird spikes. Um, you know, and I think the other thing that really breaking it down to a very fundamental level, where I think there's a lot of misunderstanding, there's a big difference between bird exclusion and bird deterrence. If birds have nested in a given area, you have to use a bird exclusion method, meaning netting you've got to do netting. There's nothing you're going to do, you know, and I think part of the problem is, and again, you know, with the internet, they go on and they see something online and they try to put up something that's more of a deterrent base, but they've got a, you know, a, a, a you know, 10 out of 10 bird problem where you need exclusion. So it's really to me, and again, I can't stress this enough. And I know I've said it you know, a few times, it's really managing the client expectation deliverables so that, Hey, I'm not going to tell you, Hey, Foster, you know, you got a really bad problem. You need netting. Yeah, but I want bird spikes. That's fine. We'll, we'll put bird spikes in if you want, but understand that this isn't going to work and this is what's going to happen. So you don't get mad at me in three months. You know, these are the things that I think are really important, um, to really from the outset really have those, I guess, client communication talks to be able to say, Hey, you know, this is the difference between this and really educating the customer. Um, And I think kind of the last thing would be kind of really knowing how to estimate and understand time and really what's involved in these jobs in terms of, Hey, I can get this done in two days, but then you don't realize you got to shut this lane down for traffic. Uh, You need to do this from a swing stage. You got to do this from a repeller. You got to do this from this and this now, you know, you thought three days now is, you know, two to three weeks, you're cooked, you're done. Um, So I think there's a lot of different things. And, And again, you know, I lost a lot of money in the beginning years from all the mistakes that I made. And I can't stress enough. I wish I had a mentor early on to say, What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, at that point, I said, Hey, I can do this, I can figure out anything. And, you know, fortunately, we stuck with it. But you know, I lost a significant amount of money for that trial and error net learning process. Um, Really trying to understand those things. And again, I, I we're still learning today. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, we were doing a parking facility, and we were drilling into the substrate, which is a pre-stressed concrete. And we're there, and um, I've done probably thousands of, of garages at this point. And we're sitting there. I'm with the guys, and I'm a corner of my shoulder. I see this car. I mean, bad out of hell. This work truck is coming like someone died. Oh no. Like, Rip it around the corner, and I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." I didn't really think anything of it. And I'm looking, whatever, I'm go back to work. And um, then he started coming towards us. He said, "Hey, guys, chill off for a second. Let's see what's going on here. Something's up." Uh, apparently, in this this particular structure, where we were drilling into the pre-stressed concrete, if we were off a couple inches, it would have impacted the structural integrity of this parking garage. Oh
0: no! No, 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 no,
1: no. Nobody told us in any site meeting in any drawing or anything. He goes, if you would have drilled right here, we would have had to rip this whole piece of structure out. I and again, 30 plus years. I had never heard of such a thing. Wow. Never heard of such a thing. Never came up in a meeting, you know, but thank God it all got worked out. But again, these are the type of things that, you know, we continually learn, um, to improve ourselves, to be able to provide a better service to our clients. You know whether it be an end user or a pco hey this is a project did you ask this 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 and this no why you know did you ask what the substrate is you know did you ask if it's EFIS, if it's substrate uh, on this this and that well what difference does it make all those questions have you know dire consequences um if not addressed early up front and it impacts the price quite frankly
0: Oh, it totally would. It totally would. That—that's kind of a crazy story. Yeah, that would just scare the living daylights out of me. Oh, it did. Trust me. (laughs) I'd be like, okay, I'm awake now. Oh my god, that was so good that you got stopped when you did because yeah, that could have just that could have shut you down. and the funny,
1: you know, the funny part about it is that same guy was there with us when we started the drilling and didn't say anything.
0: Oh, that guy's an idiot. Sorry.
1: I said, hey weren't you here with us this morning at the pre at the pre-job meeting where we are doing all this He said yeah I said did you think maybe you should have said something then like hey you know maybe but again and there just 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 as a point of emphasis we had to be able to change iron our, our entire installation system because now we were no longer able to drill like we were going to we had to change our whole system to what? a suspension based system which changed everything oh yeah It changed everything. Oh, wow. That's just crazy. That's
0: just crazy. Well, And I'm sure you got a lot more stories like that. So unfortunately (laughs) with all the years of experience, well, Brett, you know, this, this has been great. This has been fascinating. Just talking to you, getting to know you, getting to know a little bit about what you're doing um, and being such a great resource out there for people. Uh, We're going to put the information to your website and everything in the notes here. That way people can contact you. Um, get some information from you, use you as a mentor, use you for some jobs, whatever it is. Um, so don't be afraid to to reach out to Brett. He's a great resource. Um, so again, just thank you so much for being here today. This has been great to get to know you. I'm sure we'll have you back on and uh, we just uh, wish you much success with what you're doing there.
1: Yeah. Foster, I really appreciate the opportunity. And then, uh, you know, I'll send you over our link. We have a whole PCO link on our webpage that you fill out a form, and get a lot of useful information on our website, and um, you know we get those in, and uh, whatever we can do to help, uh, especially for the bird control industry, um, you know we're here to do whatever we can. So again, I really appreciate the opportunity today. This has been a
0: production of the Pest Posse. Be sure to follow Pest Posse TV on your favorite podcast platform. For great video content, be sure to subscribe to the free Pest Posse TV membership available at PestPosseTV.com. Follow the Pest Posse on social media and tell your friends, colleagues, and everyone else you meet about the Pest Posse and the awesome content they provide. Remember that Pest Control is an adventure, so go out there and enjoy the adventure with the Pest posse